This is Dr. Hubert, and you're listening to The Dr. Hubert Show. Hello, friends. Welcome to The Dr. Hubert Show. I am super excited about today's show. I hope all the fathers out there had a wonderful Father's Day weekend last week. Uh, Father's Day is something that is... Uh, it's, it's a great day. It's a fantastic day. This was the second Father's Day without my father, so it did sting a little. Um, it always hurts. hurts a little. It's going to hurt for a long time, but I will say uh, I don't think it's something that does get easier. I just think you just you get better at it. You just get you find more peace each and every day, each and every year uh, with living your life without your father. And I know I'm not alone. I'm not the only person that has lost their father. And I can tell you, I don't I don't think it gets easier, but I think you just have to get better at it, which is the, the best advice I can give. If you're still struggling, if you're still mourning, there's nothing wrong with that. But um, you have to work on you to get to a place that where where it's just it's desirable to live your life without the with, without your loved one. And it's it's hard. It's tough. Uh, I thought about him every second, every day. There's a lot going on in my life at the time. Uh, but I will say uh, I miss him dearly, but he is right where he needs to be. And uh, that that does bring peace and joy to my heart. Um, you know, if you didn't spend time with your father and your father is still here on this planet and you still can get to your father and maybe maybe repair a fractured relationship, friendship, um, maybe it's been going on for years. I know a lot of people out there, they have spats and they have disagreements and things happen and words get said and it just gets, it escalates and gets out of hand quickly. Uh, but I'm going to put it upon you to take responsibility to make an unstoppable effort to go repair those fractured, damaged relationships with your father. I mean, I know it's father. We're talking about Father's Day, but it may be one with your mother. The parent-child relationship is difficult at, at best. I mean, I, it is one of the hardest things. There's all. There's going to be a point in there where uh, parents and children's children ultimately butt heads. I mean, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. It may happen at age two and it may happen at 22, but uh, who knows? But it's it's going to happen. But I will say it, it's it's your responsibility to fracture those, um, excuse me, to fix those fractured relationships, damaged friendships, relationships. Sometimes you just have to be friends first before you can actually establish a real true relationship again. But uh, I, I encourage you to do so because this all ends and we never really know when it's going to end. Uh, there was no way I could have saw uh, my father passing when he did. Uh, his, you know, his, health was, his health was above average for sure. He was far more active than most his age could do things most couldn't do. And literally from one day to the next, it all ended. And um, never expected that to happen. Never saw it coming. Um, really still can't believe that it, it happened the way it did. But I will say, um, you know, I know he's my number one fan and uh, we did have a really, a really good relationship. And we had the un unbelievable ability to agree to disagree. Um, we had polar opposite views and opinions on on a lot of things, even though we're, we're alike in so many ways. Um, we had the ability to butt heads like nobody business on, on, we didn't see eye to eye on politics. We didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things, but, uh, I will say we had to agree that the ability to agree to disagree and move on, still go play golf together, still hang out together, still talk cars and burn rubber together and just have a lot of fun. So, um, you know, if, if, if you haven't figured out how to do that, how to agree to disagree, 
I'm going to tell you that is a, there is a lot of peace that lies within that one simple concept. And it may not be just with your father or your mother. Um, I think the world needs a big lesson on agreeing to disagree. We have become incredibly hypersensitive and emotional towards everything. I don't, I don't necessarily blame people. I blame uh, the media and uh, just social media, the, the mainstream media. They have figured out a way to keep us divided. Every time we get a little closer, come a little closer um, with helping each other out with natural disasters or, or just difficult times in specific uh, areas of the country, uh, for some reason, they always find a way to keep us divided. And that's, that's, uh, that's by design. You can study this. I mean, they literally do sociology projects and things like that to try to keep, keep the masses divided. And as long as we're divided, they can pretty much do whatever they want to to us. But um, right now, I just see a huge need for people figuring out how to agree to disagree and still be friends. Because now what has happened is, is we choose our friends based on people we agree with, right? So uh, our friends are people who think like us and make the same decisions as us and, and do the things we do. And it really shouldn't be like that. We should be friends with, we should be able to have the capacity to be friends that are totally, with people who are totally different from us, right? So um, we look at it today. I mean, the Republicans, they kind of gravitate towards Republicans and the Democrats kind of gravitate towards Democrats. And, you know, the blacks, the whites, Asians tend to gravitate one another. And we have a humanitarian responsibility to to basically treat everyone with enough respect and honestly be intrigued by one another enough to respect them to find out how did how did they end up where they're at? Why do they believe what they believe? And understand that it's okay if they don't believe the way we believe, okay? If they don't have the same opinion as us, it's fine, it's okay. And that's really, I would be concerned if we had an entire world with the entire same ideology. Uh, that would be concerning. If you think about it, if every single person uh, on the planet voted the same or had the same beliefs or had the same ideas, this wouldn't, it wouldn't work, right? It wouldn't work at all. So we have to respect that. We have to understand that not, you know, not everybody's going to understand Christianity. And it's, it's ultimately not our job to convert or change the opinions of others, no matter what our beliefs are, right? So we just have to think, you know, really truly thank God that we have the, have the ability to base and get our own opinion and believe in our own beliefs and make our own way, right? But we don't have to hate others for not being able to get on the identical same page as us. And sometimes, you know, I think I think some of the, gr the greatest conversations I've ever had were people who I thought were one way, and then as I got to know them were totally different, right? So um, I always try whenever things, whenever people have an opinion of me, I always try to get close enough to that person to find out why they had that opinion of me, what made them believe what they believe about me, whether it be good or bad. Obviously, whenever someone has a bad or a negative thought or opinion of, of me, I always want to know why. That definitely is more intriguing, but I always like to see how many truths really lie and how they came to their conclusion, right? So um, if you have people out there that, that have been somewhat enemies or you've been distant from or something that's been heavy on your chest and creating weight and discord and term torment and bitterness and anger. When you think about this person, 
um, reach out to that person. Uh, tell you, pick up the phone, send a text, make a call, and just reach out to them. And sometimes you just have to eat crow in order to find out how they they got their opinion of you, where the relationship got fractured, where things went wrong. And you're going to you're gonna be surprised to, to realize that there's not as much hate and bitterness as what we believe there is, right? So, I, you know, I think as humans, I think instinctively, we are not born to hate one another and be distant from one another. Um, I remember the first time I heard the word social distancing, uh, my thought was this is the biggest uh, this is the biggest social injustice that I've ever seen. Uh, we need to be together. We function off hugs and handshakes and pats on the back and picking each other up when we're down. And that's human nature. That's what makes that's what makes us us. And you know we don't we don't judge one another whenever there's a major crisis in the world. We band together. I mean, we pull together whenever whenever Hurricane Harvey hit Houston, whenever Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans. I mean, there was people of all walks of life and clearly of different opinions, socioeconomic status, coming together to help. And they were help, helping from a humanitarian aspect. And that's really what humans do is we help one another. But now we have this ability to get on text message and social media and all these things and attack one another. We become keyboard warriors. We say things uh, on the Internet that we would never say to a person uh, in person. And that's terrible because there's really no emotion uh, on the internet. We can only assume what the emotion or the intent is. And most of the time that emotion um, is wrong and the intent is wrong. Things get taken wrong. And these things escalate. I mean, escalate to the point of bullying, harassment, um, even sometimes people getting hurt or killed. And that's just not, it's just not who we are. We have to be better uh, as human beings. We have to assume and take responsibility. And if you know there's someone out there that doesn't like you, I mean, I'm going to encourage you to find out why. Um, if you know there's a person out there that you just can't stand, um, reach out and figure out what you have in common and, and, and where things really went wrong. And understand, we all have the ability to agree to disagree. You know, if the, if the entire planet saw everything the exact same way, I just truly don't believe the world would work. I don't think it would go. I don't think it would it would function at all. So if you're out there and you you find a lot of uh, a lot of bitterness and a lot of stress and a lot of anger over trying to change other people, this is where it goes south. You can have your beliefs. I can have my beliefs. I can have my opinion. But my beliefs and my opinion are just that. They're just mine. Okay. So I don't I don't really have the desire to put those on anyone else or make someone change to see eye to eye with me or feel like that they have to see eye to eye with me in order for us to be friends. We can have a great conversation. Uh, I just love people in general. I mean, I, I genuinely do. Um, even when they don't vote like me and even when they don't have the same ideologies as me, it's fine. I still respect them as humans. I still see people. I truly believe the world has more good than bad. Uh, I still believe that. I know it's getting more and more difficult and we see lots of crimes and lots of anger and hatred, hatred and bitterness. But I think when the mask really comes off and the gloves really come off, you'd see a lot of hugs. You'd see a lot of handshakes. You'd see a lot of people offering a hand uh, to help one another. 
other out because there is no greater feeling than than one fixing fractured friendships or relationships, but two, there's no greater feeling than having the opportunity to help somebody. When when they need something that you have and you can deliver, that is the best feeling you will ever have uh, in your human existence. I mean, and I've I've been fortunate enough to be able to make a life and a career doing just that. And it doesn't really matter who walks through the door. All they have to do is really want my help and and feel like have enough trust in me that they're willing to ask for my help. And that's really all it takes. Right. That's all it takes. So um, I'm going to encourage you to use this thought not only to fix your fix your relationships with your family or friends, but anyone else out there that has an opinion of you that you know is not accurate. Okay, so a lot of this stuff just comes from things that got lost in the shuffle and someone thinks you are the absolute most evil devilish person on the planet, but they really didn't get to know you. They really don't know who you are, what you're about how you ended up with your beliefs, the things that happened to you in your life. Uh, if you can explain those stories and talk about it, I mean, that's where my dad and I, we were so different. I mean, his raising was totally different from my raising, but because, because of his raising, my raising was different, right? So because of things that happened to him and situations that happened to him in his life, um, he was he was on a mission to make sure my life would be better in a lot of ways. I mean, he went to he went to a segregated school until the fifth grade, and then integration he thought was one of the worst things that ever happened. I mean, so um, understanding that, understanding that he went and fought in the Vietnam War, and when he got back, he thought he had done a great thing, and the whole country hated the soldiers that came back from the Vietnam War. So he went through trials and tribulations and difficulties that I never went through that caused him to have an opinion. He really wasn't a bitter person. In fact, he was probably a happier person than, than I am. Uh, always smiling, always nice to everyone. But, um, you know, he, he, he wasn't bitter and he had every reason he probably could have been and maybe should have been, but he wasn't. And uh, because of that, I've been a happier person because of it. But my path was clearly a lot different from him. So I, I wouldn't expect for us to have the same beliefs, same same opinions on every single thing. But above all, the best part of the whole situation is that we could have a radically different opinion and still be best friends, still have a great father-son relationship, and still be number one fans of one another. And I'm just going to encourage every single person, I mean, to make a list, every single person that's listening to this, to make a list of the people that, you know, you just don't feel good about where you're at in your relationship with that person person. Um, maybe you did something you shouldn't have done. Maybe you made an emotional decision or had an emotional response and it just, it blew up and it escalated and it kept you from talking to this person for years and made you kind of hate this person and not want to see them ever again. And if you do see them, you turn and go the other way. Um, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to those people and, and figure out how you can understand one another better and find that find that level of respect and love for that person because this world needs it. It's there. The potential's there. I know it's there because we have this innate ability to help one another and love one another, but we typically only do it when there's a major crisis. So we shouldn't wait until there's a crisis. Uh, what we should do is um, just just find find that peace um, and do it for yourself. Because if you have that bitterness and anger, I mean, it really is truly making you sick. This is the stuff that causes digestive problems. This is the stuff that causes you not to sleep well at night. This is the stuff that causes high blood pressure and, and people to stroke out and have heart attacks. You know, all this stuff gets embedded in your subconscious, right? So even though it may not be on your windshield when you're driving down the road, it's still embedded in your subconscious and it's still creating 
sickness, disease. There's an, an emotional component tied to every sickness and every disease. And sometimes we just have to clear that up. And you'll be surprised. Um, the hardest part is getting started. I mean, I've had situations happen to me where I did not want to reach out to the person at all. In fact, I never wanted to see them or speak to them again. But that was the best solution. And when, I, when, when, when we were able to clear the air, so to say, and start on a clean slate, um, I know I physically slept better. Um, I know that my digestion got better. I know that I had more energy after that was done because whether I realized it or not, I was wasting energy uh, stewing over that situation. It made me have a perception of myself that I didn't like. And no one else has that should have the ability to have that kind of control over you. So sometimes we just have to step up. We have to take control of the situation. And by taking control, most of the time, that means showing a bit of humility and saying, you know what, this is not what I intended. This is the way it wasn't the way this was supposed to go. I'm, I apologize for everything that has happened up to this point. But, you know, and explain how you came to your it came to the decisions you made and why you did it, even if it was a mistake, even if it was a bad mistake. And sometimes it just takes apologies. But most of all, you get to clear your conscience and clear your gut and clear your state. And this is what sets the way for healing. This is what sets the way for happiness. Um, this is what gives you the ability to smile and say hello to people that don't look like you or think like you or believe like you. And, and this is what makes America great. This is what makes the world great, right? Is that we can, we can come together and have a level of peace and we don't have to try to settle our debates on social media. We don't have to try to duke it out and change someone's opinion or destroy someone's livelihood. Um, that, nothing's ever solved there, right? I mean, when it comes election time, I mean, do you honestly think that the Republicans ever, ever shift Democratic votes because of a Facebook argument or the, or the Democrats ever shift Republican votes because of a, a, a Facebook or a Twitter argument? Nothing ever gets solved or settled doing this. I mean, this is all mindless activity that typically people get hurt. Friendships get shattered. Um, you know, we start to become real narrow in who we associate, associate with and talk to and and it just really shouldn't be like that. We all need one another. Everyone has a has has some talent that we can all all use, enjoy, appreciate, admire, and above all, from a humanitarian perspective, we just owe it to one another to to get to know one one another enough to love one another and respect one another when we don't necessarily agree or have the same same outlook on life. We'll be back same time, same place next week. And remember, just reach out to everybody you know that you know you just have this feeling deep down inside that things aren't the way they're supposed to be. It may be a spouse. It may be an ex-spouse. It may be your children. It may be your father, your mother, a friendship that's broken, shattered. Uh, it may be an ex-associate or boss or a co-worker. Uh, you know who those people are, those people that, I mean, literally, as soon as the thought pops up, you're like, I despise this person. And I'm going to encourage you to reach out to that person and and really do everything you can to repair that relationship and uh, and really just find a lot of peace with it and allow yourself to rid of the anger, the bitterness, the hatred and all the things that cause you to be inefficient in your day and your life. But most importantly, the things that are making you sick without you realizing God bless. Until next time.